live, live from Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. All the way from Glasgow, Scotland, weighing 245 pounds, the Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Look out, baby. What's up, Rod? Old school, new rules. New rules. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for letting me hang out, dude. I love it. It was your idea. (laughs) Whatever we hang out, it's always my idea. Hey, Rod, what do you want to do? Hang out and do stuff? (laughs) Steve Simone, uh... Where I met Steve is the comedy store. They thrust me upon Steve. Well, was, some people achieve great things. Some have some <laughs> things thrust upon them. Steve uh, made a pizza out of me. <laughs> I uh, toured with Steve. You, you're a tough man. I yeah. got to tour with me. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, tour comedy clubs like we went to. Um, oh, what was the place in Florida? Way down. Oh, Captain Brian's. That was Captain Brian's. Was a blast. Did Denver? Denver. We did you know, Milwaukee. I had no idea how hard stand-up comedians work for a living. I had no idea what an art uh, stand-up comics well, compared to professional wrestling. No, it's not, you know, but that's yeah. like lighting a sparkler compared to like the Fourth of July Gucci fireworks over the Capitol uh, building. No, you guys are great. Tonight, we have, which is a good friend of yours, and because of you, became a really good friend of mine, Mr. Brett Ernst. Yeah. Dude, he's hysterical. He is great. And he'll join us. uh, Yeah, I love it. (laughs) uh, Yes, I have come here. to, uh, it's like Tourette's for me. You should do that. <laughs> if I had a catchphrase like that, I yeah. would do that everywhere I went. Well, I was trying to think of a catchphrase for Rod Pod, you know, and and then I went back to Flair, and I, you know, I, one time, jeez, he's such a pain in the ass. One time, Flair calls me up, and it's first thing in the morning, my time. I don't uh-huh. know where in the world Flair is, <laughs> literally, where right. in ge- geographically in the world Flair is, and so I get a call, and I, it's on my cell phone. Yes, I had my cell phone in the bathroom, and I was taking a dump. Okay, <laughs> so Flair calls me. I see it's Flair, and maybe I don't know. Maybe he needs bail. I, you know, the roots done. I don't know. So <laughs> I pick it up. Right? Uh-huh. He says, "Pipes, it's Flair. What are you doing?" I go, "Ah, he's drunk again." I go, "I'm taking a shit." He's on the speaker in no. front of a thousand people, and he put me on the speaker, <laughs> and he's giving a speech, so then he doesn't tell me nothing, right? So you're, you're uh, what? I'm, what do you need, Rick? I'm taking a shit. <laughs> you know, and then like five minutes of Rod's gastral uh, history, uh, he decides to tell me, uh, say hi to the pipes. Say hi to everybody. Woo. Oh, oh. oh yeah, but I love him. I love That's them. what friends are for. How long have you known <laughs> uh, Rick? How'd you guys you become friends? I tell you how long. Rick Flair broke in in Minneapolis mm-hmm. uh, with Vern Gagne, 
And I'll tell you how low on the totem pole I was. Ric Flair, before he went from the Gagne school, he's about 290 pounds. Oh, my God. Working out with superstar Billy Graham, Dusty Rhodes, American Dream. Son of a plumber. You know, son of just a son of a plumber. Um, oh, my goodness. Just let me think. Billy Robinson, uh, Jeff Ports, uh, Haystacks Calhoun. Um, oh, there was one. What was the guy that carried the ring truck? Uh, he would carry the ring truck. Buddy Rose rode with him. And he would take eggs and cover them in tinfoil and put them underneath the carburetor. And then he would drive. Scrap Iron Godaski. And then when he would drive to the town, he would get there and he had hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how I genius. learned how to make wrestler burgers. You What's know? a wrestler burger? A wrestler? You've never had a wrestler burger? No. Oh man, wrestler burgers are you you have to you can only use what's in your hotel room. Okay. And they had an electric fly, frying pan and they would buy garlic salt because garlic salt has salt in it. Mhm. It's indicative from the label, garlic right. salt, which I didn't catch on for years. <laughs> you know, I, could I have garlic salt, the one with salt in it, please? Yes. And then, uh, the, especially um, the Russian... Uh, Nikolai Volkov. Yes, beautiful. And he, oh, oh, and he would have the electric frying pan in the hotel room, and he would get a big clump of ground beef. Okay. And in the hotel, you're not supposed to cook, but we didn't make much money back then. And they had to make wrestling burgers. And it'd be like a two-pound piece of meat and garlic salt in it and onions. You see, onions would keep in your bag. <laughs> okay. So he'd have onions and chop them, and he had this whole array of stuff that wouldn't go bad. And from hotel room to hotel room, he'd bring his electric frying pan and have wrestler burgers. And that was what we ate at nighttime. And get he thought, your protein in. Yeah, get your protein in. And, you know, we were working so hard back then, working in the rest, you know, working out in the morning. And wrestling every night. And on the weekend, Saturday, I wrestled twice. And Sunday, I wrestled twice. Because oh. I would be on, like, the first match. Mm -hmm. And then the card would go, like, the first match, second match, third match, etc. And then the main event would be the first and the second match would tag up and go against each other for the main event. Wow. So I would work twice, four times on Saturday, four times on Sunday. And then start again Monday. That's brutal. It's a lot of wrestler burgers, baby. So Ric Flair, uh, he broke into Minneapolis, and I had been going down to Minneapolis from uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Okay. And a guy named Dave Muir and Bobby Jones, and it was wintertime, and it's like it's 30 below. It had to be so cold oh, there. And they, I remember they put me in the back seat of the car, because for, from Winnipeg, it's 500 miles to make Vern Gagne's TV, you'd leave Friday night and drive all night. Oh. Now, they put me in the back seat, and I remember one time I had a, a bologna sandwich and a bottle of 7-Up, and they wouldn't put the heat on. They were pretending that they were too hot. <laughs> and finally, the 7-Up in the back exploded. It was so cold. Wow. And it was during the time when... Uh, Odd license plates got gas on certain days and even on certain days. Okay. Well, that trip from Winnipeg to Minneapolis at nighttime, there was no gas. So they gave me a six-foot credit card, and I had to go... Wait, what's a six-foot credit card? <laughs> a six-foot credit card is six feet of garden hose. <laughs> and I had to, every farm 
had a, a, a reservoir of gasoline for their stuff. I had to go siphon the gasoline. But every farm also had a German shepherd. And Rod didn't speak German. <laughs> and wow. I'd have this cans of gasoline be whipping that friggin' dog, get away from me! Or, 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 get away and get the, get the gas to him, get the gas in to make Minneapolis. So my wow. point was, Ric Flair was just about to go from Minneapolis to Charlotte, North Carolina, where he got his first... Holy God. And then then the earth began. I think this is the Big Bang Theory. And just before he left Minneapolis, uh, I had to wrestle him, and he beat me. (laughs) And I so that's how low on the totem pole I was, because (laughs) Ric Flair was just above a slug at that time, but he was a 280-pound slug, and they wanted to give him a win on the way out. Uh, And I didn't see him again until, oh, about 19... 1900 and, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe 79, 80, year of our Lord, when I came from Portland, Oregon, and went to Charlotte and ran into Ric Flair again. Uh, holy cow. You know, a lot of people say a lot of things about Ric Flair, but I'll tell you something about Ric Flair. Ric Flair is a class man. Uh, he has picked up more dinners when he was the world's champion. You see, this is old school new rules. Okay. And I realized that all the people that I had honor to, they're, uh, they're gone. Mm. And there's new school, like they categorize it now kind of new school and old school. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said last week, Hank Williams Jr. came out with his new song, Old School, New Rules. And it's like, okay, because I'm still as fast as the draw, uh, but, I'm, but I'm more accurate. Gotcha. <laughs> so... Um, I just talking, you know. Uh, what I think is so. interesting, just just going on that whole old school thing. So Flair came up with Vern Gagne, yes, who was a serious wrestler. Oh, he was an Olympic alternative, also. Okay, Vern. So he has a Mr. Flair would have a going through that sort of camp or that school, that family of professional wrestling. He's a legit guy. If oh yeah, like Vern Gagne. Yourself, you, you Mad Dog Vachon, uh, yeah. the, the legendary judo Jean LaBelle. Yeah, it was <laughs> the real deal. Do the guys today still have that almost like it, it almost seems to me like you guys were the MMA fighters of your time, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. Like where these guys, like where if you they had were. to, yeah, like if you had to mix, not that the guys today aren't t- I just, no, no, well, how's I hear the you. process change? That, <laughs> okay. I guess that's my question you. as a well, fan. It's a good question because where I'm going next uh, from here is I'm going to the thousandth episode of Raw. 1,000 consecutive episodes of Raw. It's the... Oh, man. (laughs) Do not dug it in. Damn it. And uh, and I believe that it's the longest consecutive running show in history, bar none. That's awesome. Yeah. And, like, I don't know who's all going to be there, you know. But I, I just figure I'll go right from raw back to rehab, and you know I'll <laughs> see, see you in six weeks. You know? don't say that, dude. No, 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 joke, joke. I <laughs> know. Yeah, you, you ought to seen what I saw. And uh, I also just say before we get too much into the thousandth episode of Raw, which we will in a second. You might know this gentleman because mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know him, but I I love him now. Joe Coy. Oh, great stand-up comic. Holy cow! And I. <laughs> he was talking about, you know, my this jacket's been in every uh, 
saved me from a lot of knives and bending every uh, WrestleMania that I've been in. Well, most of them anyway. Uh, nothing's that old, you know. But he was talking about, you know, his brother would be uh, be thinking this jacket was a piece of uh, beef jerky. Because uh, he's Filipino. What I did was, I didn't know Joe Coy, so I Twittered, you know, I wanted to be nice because I got kicked out of Japan for life. And so I was going to bring him some dry cleaning. And I hear they like goldfish. And uh, then after, you know, after you push that tweet button, you know, it's like... Jeez, what if he's not a wrestling humor tweet, guy? <laughs> tweet regret. Where, uh, Is that what you call it? That's what I call it. Where I, I've deleted more tweets than I've You can delete said. them? Yeah. Need to know information, yes. Steve. Yes. <laughs> That's... You know, because it's, like you know, it's like getting drunk and not knowing what you're... Uh, oh, worst only feeling. Oh, oh, don't you hate that. <laughs> oh, God. That's why I don't want to do it Wake up the next again. morning. Where, where was I last night? Did I... And then, you know, I got a hubcap in my hand. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Looks I, like a steering wheel. I, I watched that movie, The Hangover, like it was a documentary. I was like, <laughs> I've done that. I've definitely, yep. Yeah. It's such a bad feeling. Yeah. That, was that thing Mike Tyson's doing a one-man show in Vegas. Oh, Are cool. you kidding me? Whew. Well, I'm doing a rod pod at Universal uh, City oh, Board. <laughs> That's what he hears That's, all the time. Uh, That's I'm why he bites ears off. You uh, bite an ear off, uh, too. I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> but Joe Coy was so... And his uh, son, little Joe, okay. eight years old. Joe Coy is a good daddy. That's and he took care of his son. Uh, and his son had a Roddy Piper action figure, eight years old. Oh, that's so cool. God bless YouTube. <laughs> you know, because you think about it, back, nobody really knows who Gorgeous George was, except for maybe real, real diehard. Yeah. You know? And Gorgeous George, for those who don't know, was the first wrestler to dye his hair blonde. He had gold bobby pins that he would throw to the... This is back in maybe... Late 50s, early 60s, gold bobby pins that he'd throw to the crowd. When he went to a town, like he, he would go to the beauty parlor and sit in the seat where the window was. So every, now a man in a beauty parlor back then, yeah. getting his hair done, got, you know, that got some, some serious Sizzle. attention. And then he'd go to the arena that night. Jay York, the Alaskan would come into town and he'd go to a restaurant and for breakfast order a, give me a pound of bacon and a dozen eggs. Wow. That gets some attention. So that was sort of like early promos. Exactly. That was their way of generating interest in them being in town. Exactly. Because they were in town and all of a did you see that guy in the ladies, you know? Before and, there was Twitter, it was just was talking to people on the street. <laughs> That's it. You That's know, one cool. time, one time they had me, holy cow, they had me in Pico Rivera and there was a, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell the story, damn it, man. Uh, it's like when you do stand-up comedy, it becomes a void of truth, you know? That, yeah. Anyway, I'm Pico Rivera, I don't know, like, I'm in my teens, and the sunroof's open, and they got me sitting on the sunroof of my kilt, playing the bagpipes, while the car just went around the town of Pico Rivera. Not a lot of bagpipe players in Pico Rivera. <laughs> a lot of cucarachas. So, and, uh, <laughs> so like in that movie, The Blues Brothers, when they just had a PA system on top of the car, it was you. I didn't even have a PA, pipes. just me playing the bagpipes. And like, and they'd had on the side of the car pro wrestling. And then the one time, holy cow. Okay, same time, same time period. There was the, <laughs> uh, you know, and I may just be amusing myself, in which case, you know, I'm no, sorry. Is, you but, have no idea how cool this okay, is. Okay, all right, all right. So they had, you know, for some reason, a uh, almost a lot of Mexican wrestlers wear masks. Mil Mascara. Yeah. 
And Mil Mascara would even wear his mask in the dressing room. So that now I've seen, I know what Mill looks like, which was an honor. Yeah. Um, so they had two twins, identical twins, mm-hmm. and they put identical twin masks on them. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Whatever. All right. Sa- okay. Same idea. So they send us out in the afternoon. They send me with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. To go around in a shopping center and hand out leaflets. This is a true story, man. Uh, allegedly. So, uh, you know, back in those days, this is really like middle 70s. Mm-hmm. And marijuana was really popular in those days, I hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm driving to Pico Rivera. We'll just make Pico Rivera. Pico Rivera, and it looks like Cheeching Chong because, you know, these gotcha. two masks, man. <laughs> and uh, the identical twins with identical masks on. Whatever, okay. <laughs> and I come off to the shopping plaza, is. God's truth, okay? I come up to the shop, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to two-shoe shuffle my way out of this. I give the pamphlets. They had pamphlets, you know, like pro wrestling on, all right? So these two guys with their identical masks that have identical faces, Uh but nobody knows that. Correct. Okay, Get out of the car, and they got pamphlets. (laughs) Oh, boy. So... They start walking into the shopping plaza, and I pull the car over. I got to make it up like 30 feet. Just, I just want to, I'm not doing this, you know. I'm above this, you know. I'm making 25 right. bucks a fight. <laughs> you know, I got to rent a car. You know? the man. I'm the man. And all of a sudden, boom, boom, six cop cars. Get on! You? Shot, shot us what into the do? shopping plaza. Wait, boom, boom. Get on, get on. Get on your face. Get on your face now. Shot us. You're high at the time. You have flyers okay. hand out for a okay. wrestling show. Well, I'm in the car. Six, okay. And the two identical masked wrestlers okay. are handing out pamphlets in the shopping center. Here was the problem. In the shopping center was a bank. <laughs> I swear to God. And I don't know, Miss Gloria the Teller hits the bank button. In comes a cop. <laughs> Now, Mexicans won't take their mask off for nothing. And they're, get on! Get on your face now! Get on! Amigo, and they're trying to give them a pamphlet that will they think will explain. So they keep coming oh, towards the cops. Get on! My out. God. Now, like, I'm going to go save them? <laughs> I'm a little stinky. <laughs> oh, my god. You know, gosh. amigo, you're on your own. <laughs> it's stinking badges. True story. And finally, that's old school. Like that's they old wouldn't school. Gi- they wouldn't give up their wrestling code to their mask. No, not they even in front of a shotgun. With their guns drawn. Not even in front. How did that resolve itself? With it, you know, <laughs> be- under the conditions I was, I'm not really sure. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> because I did the honorable thing. I got out of there. <laughs> I was out of there. Are you kidding me? Get down. You got it. I'm down. <laughs> It's <laughs> a cute story. So and, you know, I guess I, I really don't know. Uh, and I come back, you know, about an hour later. They were gone. <laughs> and uh, But they made the matches. They were a little hot at me. But uh, we drew well because it made the paper. And that was, you know, wow. that plays into the whole, you know, they said that, you know, Roddy Piper's wild and crazy and all that kind of stuff. And, and they would encourage me. And the wilder I got... The more in the newspapers, the more it drew money. Gotcha. You're right, Steve. It was the Twitter of our time. Yeah. 
and, uh, you know, playing the bagpipes on the roof, getting a pound of bacon, a dozen eggs, get your hair done in the beauty parlor. But when you think about it, for gorgeous George, for a man to walk into a lady's salon and get his hair done, that's a tough guy. So was that, yeah, absolutely. And But was that sort of like his persona, like this overconfident, cocky? Yeah, almost? yeah. And he was really, George. Uh, I think it was George Wagner was his name. And he really was a good amateur wrestler. Gotcha. He, uh, he wasn't that much of a hooker, which is the MMA way we led into this. Right. But um, he was a great showman, but a good amateur wrestler. Was he the beginning of that transformation? Absolutely. He was the beginning of it being, you know what? If I had to mar mile mark him, and I don't mean to, I just tell the truth, you know. Gorgeous George would have been the beginning of sports entertainment. Gotcha. And Piper's Pit would have been the next launch. Gotcha. Now, but like uh, unbelievable talent from not George, only George, uh, Baron Von Rasky, uh, not Baron Rasky, Baron Leone back then, uh, uh, Leo, Leo, Chick Garibaldi, uh, Leo Garibaldi. Um, a lot of great, great, great people. All the guys. That, the only reason Piper's Pit was any good was so much great talent was on it. Gotcha. But Piper's Pit was the same thing that kind of launched what McMahon wanted to do as far as push the entertainment button. But you had to keep a certain credibility. Right. You see, we go back to uh, those two two Mexican wrestlers. I, I wish I had... Uh, Already we got a break coming in. Right, oh. Hang on. So, wow, oh, geez, the ADD's kicking in. Hang on, Joe Coy, um, gorgeous George. What do I want to say about him? Uh, oh, it's just okay. You know, the wilder you got, the better it was. And I was encouraged any way that I wanted to. And you know, a young kid, gorgeous George. What he he had purple robes. What he finally did, I gotta take a break and say. But what he finally did was he opened up a turkey ranch. But George got George drank a bit, <laughs> and he got the bright idea of I'll paint all the turkeys purple. <laughs> chew, but the next day all the turkeys were dead. <laughs> George was out of the George. Uh, Gorgeous George was out of the turkey business, but he painted all the turkeys purple. Because uh, you get out there a little bit. Yeah. Um, Sounds yeah. like he was really ahead of his time in terms of marketing and generating buzz. Or... And guts. Because, like, back then, they had a guy named Lou Thez. Uh, I've heard of Lou Thez. Okay. He was a legit wrestler, right? Yeah, I wrestled him when I was really You wrestled Lou Thez? Yeah, I did, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's about how long the match was, too. Uh, I wrestled him in Halifax on television. I don't think I was 16. You were a kid and you wrestled with that? I'll tell you what happened. Man. Is, uh, so, like, I don't know. I'm, I was too stupid to know. And I just looked at him, and a bell rang. I said, get this old son of a bitch moving. And he looked at me, man, and he said, tell him to watch his language. But. During that very short match, <laughs> I covered Luthez one time. And so the referee went down to count, and Luthez kicked out. Now, I was extremely fast. I got to tell you, I was fast. Gotcha. As fast as anybody. Mm -hmm. So as soon as he kicked out, I jumped to my feet. There he was standing looking at me. 
Wow. Then it became Mr. Thez. <laughs> <laughs> it all went downhill from there. So Joe Coy, anyway, Joe Coy right in there with Gorgeous George. Uh, I saw him and I went to Comic-Con and we'll what maybe talk like? about, holy cow. I, some guy, Mikey, I saw on Twitter. Uh, in a big band, and I wish I could get the name of it for you. He was really sweet and came up and and uh, said hi. And I took a picture with him. And hey, how you doing, kid? It's like same thing. I was doing a movie called Sinjin Smith, half a movie. And there was this guy. I know, I know. Just one minute. My <laughs> the producer, the voice of God. Uh, and uh, there was this guy, and he was in prosthetics. He played was playing Satan. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I recognized him right away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was saying to me, you know, hey, hello, Mr. Piper, you know, I, I play the bagpipes. I said, isn't that nice? Could you get me a Diet Coke? You know, <laughs> I, you know and like two weeks this went on, and I, I wear a kilt. Isn't that nice? Could you get me a Diet Coke? So, and I play in a band. Oh, that's wonderful. Could you get me a Diet Coke? For two weeks, and finally, as I leave, I say, yeah, that's, yeah. So what's the name of your band? He says, Corn. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Jonathan Winters, I think. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Really, man. And, and he wears a leather kilt and plays the bagpipes. And he was, not that I would have recognized him anyway, because I spelled it C-O-R-N, as in flakes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Joe Coy was really cool. And his little boy, little Joe, eight years old, having a Roddy Piper uh, action figure. We don't call him balls. Holy cow. And the tweets are lighting up. You know, tweet me at uh, R underscore R-O-D-D-Y underscore P-I-P-E-R. Give me some questions. We got the thousandth episode of Raw we're going to talk about. Got Brett Ernst call, uh, coming on. Uh, we are 888-520-4374. 888-520-4374. Give me a call. Steve Simone. <laughs> we coming back with more masked wrestlers. With bobby pins. <laughs> Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Kings can wear their crown. The Stanley Cup comes to Los Angeles for the first time ever. A Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. Own the 2012 NHL champs on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD. Justin Penner has sent the Kings to the finals. Get exclusive Blu-ray content, including extended interviews and parade celebration. What a move by Kopitar! Experience the historical run. Three by quick. Own the official NHL Los Angeles Kings 2012 Stanley Cup champions on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD July 24th. If you haven't been listening to SportsCast with the Sports Guru... Great series. And now, you know, i got to give L.A. fans credit, man. It's only six arrests. It's outstanding. You know that only white people watch hockey when there's only <laughs> six arrests in L.A. Hey, there was a definite presence, though. L.A. finally figured this out. You know what? If we get there before the game ends and we block off the streets and, you know, we make them go one direction... I they... black people! I love black people! <laughs> I do! I'm just nothing against it. Okay? I'm just saying. Only six arrests in L.A. after a championship? Wow. Sportscast with the Sports Guru. Wednesdays at 4 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Yeah, I did. I met him, uh, Mick Jagger. I was over in England. Oh, are we on the air? Oh, never mind. Okay, yeah. Oh, edit. Uh, we be back. I'm going to take a caller here. And they put Rod in charge of stuff like, baby Jesus, you guys are in so much trouble. <laughs> uh, and after this next break, uh, I mean, like, you know, people say that he's, you know, I got a dear friend coming on. I know he's a better friend to you, Steve. He likes you better. You know, <laughs> no, he's the guy that I went to see you get inducted into the Hall of Fame with when we were touching the root ceiling. You're kidding me. No. You told that story last week. Yeah, and Brett's the guy I went with. Baby Jesus. Seven years ago, yeah. How cool is that? I didn't know the that. Coolest. Brett Ernst was like, he's uh, he has a, one of the top five specials on Comedy Central. Uh, Wes, uh, Vince Vaughn's. He toured with Vince Vaughn while West Comedy West Tour. Vaughn, and he's got like uh, American com, uh, Comedy, what is it? American Comic, Brett Ernst, American Comic, which he is. Absolutely. Uh, top selling uh, CD. I'm really anxious to bring him in because uh, we both be love him. And he is great. Uh I got a lot of questions for him. I'm not one that I don't know. I'm not. I'm a little afraid to ask well, him. Well, you know what? Speaking of questions, I know so many people are calling in. Okay. They're tweeting at gotcha. us. Let's right. get them involved. Yeah, because they matter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're leaving us to rot, huh? Okie dokie. Uh, press, press a button. There you go. Hello. All right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hot dog. Look at that, man. <laughs> How are you? You're like, like caller two in four hours. I finally got straight. What's your name? Angelo. Angelo. Very cool. Angelo, meet Steve. What's up, Angelo? What's up? So, uh, I just had to call in. I've been trying to call in uh, the past few times you were on Toad Hop. Uh, thanks, there's just been one question I've been dying to ask you for a very long time. Okay. Uh, Is it one we can... A long time ago, when uh, uh, Mick Foley br uh, brought out his book and said, uh, talked about his scaffolding match, where he maneuvered himself so that he would 
put himself in harm's way in order to give the fans more of a show. Yeah. Have you ever in your career done anything like that? Have you willingly like made a maneuver or did a move that you knew this is going to possibly hurt me bad, and, but it'll be a great show for the fans? It's a good question. Good question, Angel. Um, just about everything I did. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Angelo, do you remember the guy that I fought in the dog collar match, Greg Valentine? Okay, well, listen to the story real quick, because I told it on Joe Coy last Monday, but his daddy, uh, Johnny Valentine, um, he used to rib people. He used to like the shit in people's hats, and he could put the Dairy Queen whip on it. <laughs> Say, <laughs> yeah. He would, oh, yeah. He, when, for sure. That's for real. a real thing, pooping. I've heard the expression, don't Poop shit it, my hat. Yeah. But don't shit my hat. He did the, that for real. No, yeah, you can say hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you get the shit word out, after all, you know, I say, you might as well throw the hat in, you know, but I love you. Um, yeah, and he'd get down there, and he could put the... Dairy Queen whip on it. And, like, there was a whole rib war uh, that I'll get into, but I want to stay with Angelo's question here. You know, so I'm in uh, Houston, and Johnny Valentine, Greg's daddy, Angelo, he uh, he used to go a long time, big Pollock, and he hit really hard. And I had I was on the first match, and I had already showered my street clothes on, and he was just coming back from the main event, and I was in the little hallway, and he burst through the door, and he snatched me by the throat, and he put me up against the wall. I don't know why. And he looked straight at me, and he said this, I can't make you believe wrestling's for real, but I sure to fucking make you believe I am. And I based half my career on that. And that dog collar match, for instance, with Greg Valentine, I lost 50% of the hearing in my left ear because uh, the whole premise behind that match which is really stupid uh, in hindsight, was they wanted a ma Jimmy Crockett uh, in Greensboro, I think it was the very first pay-per-view ever called Starcade, wanted a match so brutal that the fans would come back again to see it. Mm. So that whole match was designed to, to hurt. <laughs> And I just didn't know I was going to have to do it like 20 I, more times. I think you should explain to some of the people that might not know what you mean. What exactly is a dog collar? Okay. Thank you. That's why I, I love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, no, man love. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So Jimmy, this is what happened. Um, Bruno Sammartino, who was a great guy, and I'll tell Brett the story about Bruno. He w went against a guy named Larry Zabisco. This was way back in maybe, oof, I'm not sure, early 80s, maybe. Uh, and they did, in Shea Stadium, they did $500,000 in an outdoor show. Larry Zabisco against Bruno Sammartino. That was that Living Legends War, right? That's that exactly feud? it. Exactly, mm -hmm. Steve. And it was literally the Mason-Dixon line. Because New York all of a sudden had a half a million dollar one-time outdoor house show, Shea Stadium. The South, which was, you know, basically controlled at that time uh, by Jimmy Crockett, uh, Jim Barnett out of Atlanta, -ish, you know, maybe down to the Grahams and then that Tennessee and Lawler and those great guys. Um, they took offense to that. And it was like a challenge. So they came up with the very first pay-per-view called Starcade. Mm -hmm. And in Starcade, Jimmy Crockett comes up to me. Uh, we used to do, every Tuesday, we would do 90 
two minute and fifty four second interviews in the morning, then drive to Raleigh and wrestle that night. Wow. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they have no idea the training ground for interviews. And each interview had to be different. It's different as you could make it. You're just rattling. So Jimmy Crockett said, "I want you to come up with the brutalest match you can come up with for this first pay per view because they're you know they're a little nervous about it." Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I don't care. He says, I don't give a shit. I want, you know, that's what he said. I don't give a shit. I want spikes, leathers, chains. He just kind of like rattled it off. And I like, I don't know. I don't know what he'd been watching, but uh, (laughs) spikes, leathers, and chains he got. And I went, (coughs) pardon me, and I got uh, an inch and a half collar made at the shoemaker. And it was double leathered. So it was sewn back to back. And in the leather, I had them put spikes out. And I got it from, I saw a, uh, like a junkyard dog. Mm-hmm. And it had this huge collar on, but it had spikes on it. I guess so other dogs couldn't bite him around the neck. Gotcha. And that's where I got the idea. And then I got, I saw, I, I was coming back from uh, Columbia, South Carolina, where I had met a lady named Moms Mabley. Oh, great comic. Oh, she was wonderful. Anybody here see my old friend Abraham? She was beautiful. And there was this huge truck pulling logs and a big-ass chain around it. And I went and got a log chain, and it was heavy. And I made these dog collars up, and the dog collars were secured with 12 feet of dog chain, or log chain, rather. And the spikes of the collars... And so, and it was heavy. Yeah. And I brought it to Jimmy Crockett, like, oh, <laughs> here's my invention. And he says, are those collars going to be big enough to fit around your and Valentine's neck? Valentine, you know? And I went and I took the collars back because then I started to think. And I put sheep's wool inside the collars because it would be more tender on her neck, uh-huh. <laughs> I thought. And so... In Greensboro, South Carolina, it was a very nobody had done a match like this before. And when I when they were tried on in the dressing room, they had several referees and stuff, and they finally got Valentine out of the other dressing room. And the chain and the stuff was so heavy, like we're going to kill each other if we just charged. And what we had to do was back up away from each other. That chain was so heavy you can see it. We were both pretty stout back yeah. then, and uh, we backed up, and that chain, you can see it lagging and, and kind of wagging in the wind, because um, one was trying to get more chain than the other, and it was a match that went on, oh, about 25 minutes Ugh. of no rules, just beat each, and the whole premise of the match was to Angelo's question, have I ever hurt myself on purpose for the enjoyment of the fans? Yeah. Every night. And this match at Valentine, he just got rolling. And he got this left ear bleeding. And he started hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. And uh, and he would cup hit it, which, you know, boom. And it busted the eardrum right out. But, mm. he, you know, the ear was bleeding so bad. Uh, Valentine suplexed me. And we are both down. We are so tired. And all Valentine's side is full of blood. And it's not from none of it's from Valentine. It's from the ear. I it was I was having a hard time getting around. So he wrapped the chain around his hand when he hit you in the ear. With yes, it? he wrapped. You know, like it's really difficult because 
<laughs> it, you, you need to stay away from the guy when you got a weapon like that. Not come to him because you, you won't last 30 seconds, 45 seconds. If you just go, you, you got you to figure out what you're doing. There was no playbook and for it. And it's attached to your neck the it, whole to time, To your neck. Too. And, and I mean, this, it's a, it was a log pull and chain. Was there any, <laughs> was there any thought involved that, like, I don't know, maybe just yanking on a log chain could snap my neck like a breadstick? Like, not a bit. No, not at all. Uh, but <laughs> then we had to um, repeat that match. Oh. So, like, the first time on Starcade, we went. We went hard. Well, we set ourselves up because we had to go that hard every night. And Valentine, every night, went for that ear. And, uh, you know, finally we put him away. I had one more with Buzz Sawyer. But there was a, one picture where after, I, I got to make up the number because I really don't know. I'll say like 15 of them. <laughs> Valentine has got this chain around his fist. And, like, I got to the point where I'm on the mat. I'm getting hit so much. I don't really care. I just don't care anymore. God, it just hit me. And he's, I think everybody thinks he's really mad and swearing at me. And he's saying something, and he's hitting my ear. And I can't hear what he's saying because there's a blood clot oh. in my ear. So I pull the blood clot out, and the sheep's wool inside, after, like, whatever, 15 of them, we both had a rash around our neck that looks like Herpes zostris 111 from the sheep's wool. Oh, and I got, I was putting diaper rash on mine and he was wearing turtlenecks to cover <laughs> it up. And what he was saying was, only a moron would put sheep's wool in a dog collar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's beating the shit out of me. Ah, uh, Brett Ernst. Brett Ernst. Ah, uh, our buddy is going to be on, uh, before we, the, the next break. But in just enrolling and, the thousandth episode, thousandth episode of Raw and Comic. I was at Comic Con, and then I'm going to the thousandth episode of Raw. When is that? When is the thousandth? Oh, it's this Monday. Wow! And I guess you know, yeah, <laughs> I love it. And you know, I just you know what? It's just a family tradition. You know, Hank, <laughs> what do you drink? Um. And there's going to be so many guys there. And at first, like, they're asking, here's what I'm afraid of. Just before I, I get into my fears, uh, the guy, Mickey Way, from, uh, um, what's the name of the band he's in? My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. Have you heard of that band? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was a kid, kid. Oh, really? Yep. Well, you know what? Mickey Way guy is a real sweet kid. And he came to Comic-Con. And, you know, as I say, hey, kid, how you doing, you know, and I hugged him, you know, and take a picture. And, you know, he's just real sweet, That's real nice so guy. Cool. And then he put it up on Twitter, and then I told the, our uh, illustrious producer, Justin Edbrook, who uh, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be at Universal City Walk, man, at the Lovitz so Club. Cool. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, hey, just a shout-out to him. Uh, and, uh, and now I'll be a fan of the band, you know, as soon as I hear one of their songs. You know, <laughs> still on happy birthday, you know. <laughs> uh, so um, the thousandth episode of Raw. Here's okay. Here's where it gets funky. So uh, I'm sorry, the days. I don't know. Like three or four days ago, I get a call from the WWE, mm -hmm. and they tell me I got to go down to Quest uh, Clinic on Wilshire, 
Why? To get blood drawn. Why? To get a license for Missouri, because St. Louis is where Raw is. Why do I need a license? Mm -hmm. Now, they haven't answered this question. Wait, we're less than a week out, and you're not exactly sure what you're I don't have a clue. I don't even know who's going to be there. Wow. I, I mean, I just, I'm not a Who clue. do you want to see? Oh, I want to see Uncle Bob, or Sergeant Slaughter. You know, <laughs> I want to see Sergeant Slaughter, one of my best friends. I want to see Hacksaw. Oh! <laughs> that was a shot, Hacksaw. That was a shot. <laughs> the greatest. They were two of the great. greatest guys ever. They're, they're wonderful. I, I'd still like, Hacksaw, did you order your food? Oh, I asked it nicely. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> All right, what do you say we take another call? Because I oh, kind of okay. feel, can I all be right. honest? I feel guilty that I have this pleasure of hanging out with you, oh, I and I want all the people that are out there listening to be able to ask you questions and stuff. Okay. I don't want to hop up all your time. Uh, let me push a button. This is really cool. Kind of like Twitter. Can I take it back? Do they have a reach? Never mind. Shut you up. Hello. So, somebody there. Hi. Yes. Oh, it's a female voice. <laughs> We're in the money. How you doing? Good. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> oh, what's your first name? Tracy. It's a pleasure, Tracy. You don't got to be nervous with me. I have four children. Three of them are girls, so I'm a big feminist. I'm on your side. Were you from Texas? Yes, but I'm really from Denver. <laughs> Via Denver. Very nice. And what part of Texas are you in? East Texas. <laughs> okay, we're narrowing it down. Uh, I, <laughs> I tell you why I'm asking you, because the guy that introduced me to my wife uh, is from Waxahachie, Texas, Killer Brooks. Are you close to Waxahachie? No, that's been cool. <laughs> I love you already. So what What are you doing? What, what did you call? Are you got a question or you just want to say hi? When are you coming to Nacogdoches, Texas? <laughs> 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 Are you ever from Texas, baby? Just talk to me. Ah, I love it. I've been, uh, I've been, uh, you know, when I wrestled in Texas, honey. Um, Roddy. Yes. I know you came to Nacogdoches, Texas, because my two uncles seen you. Your two uncles, uh, the ones that passed away. That's, no. Uh, <laughs> they, did I'm they bring you? still living. They're still living. I'm, well, I've been wrestling since the Dead Sea was just sick. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, I know. When I, uh, I, you know what, honey, I probably was there. Um, sometimes. 2001? 2001. Well, I was alive then. Can I get huh? Expo Center? Sure, I'll be darned. You betcha. Um, when I was wrestling in Dallas and I was, yeah, no, I'm lying. Yes, you're right, I'm lying. My producer's looking like, oh, he, yeah, you were he's in, so lying. You weren't. <laughs> Dallas, like, like a month ago. Was I? <laughs> okay, well, that's been nice talking to you, Tracy. Uh, um, when I was in Dallas, yes. uh, I uh, <laughs> I was like 15, 16. I, I couldn't drive yet. I stayed at the Alamo Plaza Hotel, and they, uh, well, I got to get Brett, Brett Ernst in here, so I'll sum this up, because I'm really excited to talk to Brett. Um, and the Alamo Plaza Hotel, they didn't... Um, Car. They didn't vacuum the carpet. They just put more layers on. And I'm the only guy ever to get kicked out of it because, like, I had a pit bull at the time, and he ate the owner's poodle. And so I <laughs> had this. Yeah, yeah, for real. Oh my and I, God. when I worked for Del, uh, Fritz von Erich, I was the first match on the card. And the first match, when you put it up on a telephone pole on the card, it just says, "Poom." P O O M. 
which means one other match, <laughs> plus one other match. Wow. I was a poom. And you were a kid. How old were you at the time? Yeah, 15, I wasn't driving yet. 16, so 15, okay. maybe. Um, and my job was <laughs> to, after I wrestled, to date the fire marshal's daughter so Fritz von Erich, so she would like wrestling, so Fritz von Erich could put more people in the sportatorium than the fire code allowed. Wow. I was an important guy! <laughs> I, I had jobs to do. And I did a lot of jobs, I'll tell you. Um, number four, five, six. We got a call on line six. Hello. 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 How you doing, bud? I am six feet above ground and breathing. How you doing? I love it. I'm, yeah, I'm right beside you. What's your All first right. name? Matt. Matt. What part of the world are you in? Right now, I'm in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Holy cow. Oh, Spectrum. Yeah. yeah, man. Uh those hockey players, we got in a hell of a fight with those hockey players one time you guys got. You got in a fight with the Broad Street Bullies? Uh, is that what you call the them? The Flyers, yeah. The Flyers, yeah, because they, uh, they used to play hockey in the afternoon and we'd come in at night. And you know who else? It was Bruno Sammartino and the Iron Sheik. Get out of here. No, I, I just don't want to disrespect you. What's, what's your question, bud? My question is, I've been following your career since I was a kid. I'm so sorry. I've been around that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. Hey, I've been around that long. You know Duggan, huh? That was a shot. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm half Scotch-Irish, so it was a trip for me to see somebody that was brazen, brazen enough, ballsy enough, brave enough to go down to the ring in a kilt. Yeah, man. Thank you so very I, much. It was very cool. Pride. Thank you. Uh, my question is, uh, between the movie career and the wrestling career, yeah, which is the worst injury you've ever sustained, either on film versus in the ring? Because I've Holy watched cow. They Live, I don't yeah. know how many times. I even have a copy of uh, Hell Goes to Frog Town. <laughs> you want your money back? That's why you're calling. I never oh, thought anybody had no, seen the damn thing. I, I love that film. I love. <laughs> Thank I love you. the film. I love They Ooh. Live. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm trying to. Ed I. Uh, Run a um, video store and um, a moderator for a film class at Villanova University, and I, you know, try and pump as much John Carpenter and cold stuff, and Very I've been cool. passing off your stuff, and I have to relate the uh, South Park episode. Very cool. Where they oh, jeez. The they, you know, I wouldn't Explain watch that, that fight. Uh, I wouldn't watch. I was told about that fight on South Park, and I wouldn't watch it for about I don't know, like years, mm -hmm. until I was in an autograph line. I was signing autographs, and this beautiful little kid in a wheelchair came up and told me about it. And he was laughing his ass off, That's telling awesome. me about put the hat on. And so then I finally watched the fight. They did it move for move. They weren't jerking oh, around. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It was you know, beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And then, I found, you know, on The Simpsons, the Scottish janitor, his, yeah. his name is Rowdy Roddy, Roddy Peeper. <laughs> yeah. And on yeah. the Simpsons calendar, my birthday's there. I, I don't know. I think uh, life's finished. Was you know, That's and I'm so a hamburger. Cool. <laughs> so what was the uh, the the biggest injury, huh? Between yeah, the Hollywood injury between between filming and between oh. you know because that alleyway scene is brutal watching it, and it actually made. Uh, I don't know what film company put it out, but it was the top 100 best fight scenes, and your fight scene is number 20, I believe. Cool, uh, on Universal. DVD. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, good question. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bud. Let me see. Um, biggest injury. Ah, oh, man. Uh, you know, I broke my neck. That one. Uh, that one. How'd hurt. you do that? 
Ah, damn, I think it's damn Terry Funk. Uh, <laughs> they're in the middle of a match, a uh, 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 Royal Rumble, or uh, no, no, uh, where they come in every two minutes. And um, Terry Funk and I were last, and he grabbed the microphone. He says, Ronnie's, <laughs> just a minute. You know, I want to bow in prayer for our brothers that aren't here. This is the middle of a match. Mm-hmm. For our brothers that aren't here. And I want you to bow your head. And he bowed his head, and I got one eye open, but he starts praying. And next thing I know, I'm down praying, and he come over with a microphone, and he hit me, boom, upside the head, pop. And it sounded over the the PA so much, he did it five more times, and boom, boom. And Guys, wait, you had then, your hair, like your head down, like in prayer? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, don't ask why. Yeah, even the like double right, cross ranch down in Amar- prayer. Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> and then we end up backwards over the top rope, and I got spiked into the floor. Uh, that hurt a lot. The, I broke my wrist with Wahoo McDaniels, and didn't get that fixed. That hurt a lot. There's a lot of them, um, but definitely in the wrestling. Uh, more injuries than in the fight they live. Um, I know we're coming up to a break of the thousandth episode of Raw. I'm going to Monday. Uh, after the break, we got Brett Ernst. Yes. You know, and, uh, yeah, man. And his, uh, his CD, you know, uh, America's American comic. Uh, he's great. I love this guy. Uh, he's our friend. Yep. Uh, I met him uh, at the comedy store where when I came there, he just embraced me. And uh, he's a great, uh, not, he's a great Oh, he's comedian. a killer. He's killer. Uh, he's going to be with us after the break. Real anxious. Uh, I got some questions and questions to ask Brett. And you got to get to him, too, because you know him from way back. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's selling out places all over the world now. Uh, the fact that we even got him is pretty cool. Um, so... Comic-Con, I saw the guy from uh, Mechanical Romance. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, yeah. Big band, I hear. Yep. Going to look for one of their records and come and say hi to him. The thousandth episode of Raw is going to be an all-nighter. And you have no idea what you're doing. I don't have... Well, you see, they made me take blood. That's how I got into this somehow. And, uh, 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 you know, if they're going to ask me to get in the ring... I don't know. I hear the. I know the Rock's going to be there. Oh, Steve Austin's cool. going to be there. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Duggan, Bret Hart. Uh, I talked to Bret just two days ago. Um, I talked to Duggan about three days ago. You know, but I don't listen to him. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a shot. That was a shot. Yeah, in case Jimmy's listening. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, if they're going to ask me in the ring. I may say no. Really? They want me to do a Piper's Pit. Uh, maybe I don't know. You know what though? What am I gonna say? Everybody standing there gonna say no. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we gotta take a break in a second. After the break, we got Brett Ernst, American comic, one of our favorites. Uh, number eight 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 five two zero forty three seventy four. Twitter r underscore Roddy underscore Piper P I P E R. How much rod can you handle, Ric Flair? Ah, see you in a bit with Brett Ernst. Look out, baby. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for scorebig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly. Or you could go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to scorebig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail. And you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at scorebig.com. And you can save up to 60%. On tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price. Guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA, Basketball, Disney Hall, Kevin Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and uh, I think that's uh, perfect the way you did Those that. were teams in Southern California, but Scorebig.com is everywhere. everywhere. I just had a, I got a tweet. global. I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, Scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at Scorebig.com is what you pay. Always listen to retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. V- get your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't here. wait. <laughs> type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S-C-O-R-E-B-I-G.com. Proof why I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that.
Standing six foot two, weighing two hundred and ten pounds of twisted steel, the leader of the Badass Ernst Brothers, all the way from South Florida via New Jersey, Dynamite Captain America, Mr. Brett Why are you up in there flapping your gums with your chubby sidekick <laughs> and his goody shirt on your podcast this Friday night? Ah, I'll be up. at the comedy store. <laughs> What's up, guys? Great. To What's have up, Brett? Uh, Doing good there, buddy. I like your Goonies shirt. Thank you. Goonie, the, Goonies never say die. Yeah, that's always a nice shirt to wear for an adult. <laughs> <laughs> See, in here, it, it's our time. Out there, it. it's their time. Let it go. But in here, here, this is our time. This is our uh, time. Chester Copperpot. <laughs> I was in the Goonies. Yeah, I remember the one video. I didn't even read the shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were. You yeah, just realized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good I'm good. Good enough. How good great enough. is your life when you're like, good to me. You, you have dropped like 15 little anecdotes in the last hour where it would be the highlight or the story of anybody's life. Like, oh, yeah, I had a pit bull. It, 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 ate, it ate the owner's poodle. So that would yeah. scar somebody for the rest of their life where they'd be like, it did don't, me. don't bring up the dog thing. Well, yeah, but for you, I forgot you were in the Goonies. Captain yeah, Lou. Yeah, uh, Captain Lou, the uh, Iron Sheik. Yeah. And, okay, my attorney, Jeff Cohen, he was a kid, he was a fat kid in the Goonies. Yeah, he was chunk. chunk. Yeah, yeah, he's always at the Your comedy store. chunk? And, yes. And, so strong. <laughs> that's amazing. The only and, thing better than that is if your attorney was Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Get up. <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, what are we waiting for? Get up, you son of a bitch, and plead no contest. <laughs> <laughs> the worst uh, thing that could ever happen to a fighter <laughs> is you become civilized. <laughs> So Chunk is your yeah. attorney? Yeah, That's a great attorney to have. And, uh, Does he have a truffle shuffle in the, cl <laughs> in the closing statements? <laughs> All I need to say, Your Honor, is... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Do you know what's great? Chunk is probably in a bar somewhere uh, right now going, uh, I represent Roddy Piper. Really? Oh, definitely. <laughs> really, oh, Lawrence? Definitely. But he, remember, Judas, yeah. he was like, oh, this is just like when Michael Jackson had to stop, to, stop at your house to use your bathroom. He's like, but... 
But his sister did. Remember, Chunk, <laughs> Chunk was always lying for attention. <laughs> How great would that have been if he had to represent Corey Feldman later on? In life? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Chunk's representing mouth. <laughs> you know the kid got in a lot of trouble. That would have been strong. <laughs> so and he said, he said, uh, Jeff Cohen said that the Iron Sheik got pissed off because it was taking so long, and Chunk, uh, not Chunk, Jeff Cohen was messing up something and he grabbed him and he squeezed him under his arms and and held on to him and said you little bastard <laughs> get it right and it scarred him hey. and it got him out of show business was, and got into an attorney scary told me straight to law school yeah that's now it. the iron cheek was he he was a legit wrestler right wasn't it i remember was reading was he really the bodyguard for the yeah. shaw of Iraq? yeah he was oh, i that number one america cool <laughs> that is Wow. I, wonder, yeah. I wonder what is it, what, what the Iron Sheik's uh, opinion is on what's going on in the Middle East right now oh. with Iran. Ha! Tui! Ha! Tui! He says, I, I, I got pulled over by the police with the, with the Iron Sheik coming from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And there was a bag of weed in the car. It was not mine. Mm-hmm. And the police said, okay. They gave a ticket because of South Carolina. And he wouldn't cop to it. And he kept trying to give, my name is the Iron Sheik. I have an 8 by 10 for your son. And he wouldn't cop to the pot. And finally, I just copped to it. Uh, to get he the took ticket. the rap? He took yeah, the because we didn't, because they said they were going to arrest both of us. And we didn't have enough money between us to find us both. So I just took the shot. And that's got a good man there. right there. That's, that, that's somebody you want That's somebody you want to roll with. <laughs> somebody took, he took the pinch. You're the guy. That's strong. You know, when I come to the comedy store, you know, you were one of the guys that uh, were so kind to me, and I'd watch you. You're great at what you do. Thank you, but let's uh, just get I'll something straight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you used to talk about you used to wear a leather vest with no shirt on. Yeah, back in the day. So just kind of bring us back. I did it before Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to go on a record. It's, it's, okay. it, I'm not going. I'm not going out of my way to be friends with. Piper, it's the greatest thing it's, ever. Every once in a while, I just like to show people, like you know, look, look whose number I got in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, because dude, you. no, you got, you got to understand, you. man. I mean, like you know, there's even nah. when it, I've, all right, not, not that I've met. I mean, being in Hollywood, you see a lot of celebrities without mentioning mm-hmm. any names, but there's guys I could care less about. Yeah. The two guys that I really couldn't, like, I was starstruck over was Stallone, who I mm-hmm. creeped out. That's hysterical. <laughs> and you. What did you do? Uh, I, I'm dead ass. I couldn't believe it. Like, when you I called me and you're like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> did you think I was lying to make friends? Well, did you? Did you? Well, does he know? Because me and you went to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We sat all the way in the nosebleeds. We touched the ceiling. And we bought our hot rod shirts, which it's I still have. the last mine. 25 bucks I had at the time. I'm dead ass. And we no watched lie. and we waited and we waited and we were cheering and, uh, uh, the stories. Everybody had a Piper story, like the one with you in Puerto Rico smacking oh, everybody. <laughs> I got thrown in jail in Puerto Rico. That's anyway, awesome. go ahead. No, no, it's not. But, but you know, if you're wearing a vest with no shirt on, that was the style back in the that 90s. Was the style. mid nineties. Uh, mid nineties. That was your style. Yeah, and it was it was a South Florida club style and a Guido style and, and a Guido and a New Jersey style. It depended on when. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did you you do a lot of ladies with a vest um, and no shirt? You know what? I wasn't the only one with a vest, so I guess that kind of leveled the playing field. (laughs) But you know, you look back. No, I'm just saying. You look back. You're like, what kind of a jerk off goes out? Like, what am I, Han Solo? Like, who is on the vest? (laughs) Jerk off. (laughs) Jerk off. (laughs) 
a leather uh, vest on, and then, no. I had, and then I had my nice little. Uh, I had the thin white R and B beard singer, like oh like the Justin like Timberlake, color me bad. like the color. <laughs> me, I did. I looked like color me bad, and, and to make it even more nauseating. And Steve, you'd really appreciate this. You'll really appreciate this. Uh, I had two earrings. I had a diamond whoa. stud oh, on the top, and the bottom one was an Italian horn. <laughs> oh, and then I had and I had the Italian mullet with you know shaved in the side with the hair back. Oh yeah, I was nice. a I was a real winner. <laughs> you know, jerk uh, off, <laughs> such a jerk off. No, I was. Uh, you know, like obviously you're Italian, mostly, mostly. Yeah, and German as well. That's where Ernst comes from. Ernst. But I was raised. I was raised by my mother's family, mostly. So. Where were you raised? Uh, I went to middle school in New Jersey. Went to high school in Fort Lauderdale. But I consider South Florida my home. I yeah. love it down there. Bruno San Martino. Amazing. Yeah. The best. You know, when <laughs> I was in, I had to wrestle him like 30, 27 years ago in the garden. Mm. I did a Piper's Pit with him. So I says, Bruno. says, Bruno, you know, I'll come here at the garden. <laughs> I remember this because I, I, I YouTubed it too when you were really? Italians. I said, There's like I said like, on the way here, I got a flat tire. You know what it did? All the way here, it went whop, whop, <laughs> whop. His fucking eyes come around and the comb over stood straight up. <laughs> this is a true story. Like now, four months ago approximately in Toronto, I had my son Colt with me. The best. Uh, thank you. And I want to introduce him to Mr. San Martino because I have so much respect for him. And I says, Colt, this is Mr. San Martino. He says, hey, you know, your dad called me a wop. <laughs> it stuck with him. years later, he remembers. First thing he said out of his mouth, and Wait, then he started laughing. Didn't Dino Bravo, somebody got whacked. Dino Bravo. It was Dino did. Bravo. Yeah, he Montreal. was in, in Canada. Yeah, he was Montreal. another. Yeah, he, he was, was another. a great guy. I heard, man. Canadian strong man. He's, uh, yeah. Uh, well, Bruno, he told me he has two records. One, holy cow. Dino Bravo has two records. No, Bruno Sammartino does. does. Uh, Dino, uh, I rode with Dino when I was young, real young. Uh, he was a great guy. Um, Bruno did 565 pounds with a two-second pause. Wow. Boom. On a bench press? Yes. Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> And I'm, I'm not sure. I think it was th still to this day, 335 for 38 reps. <laughs> 38. Still hasn't been broken. Oh, my God. And he's telling me this, like, this four months ago with my son and trying to get Bruno. And, like, it's that Italian thing in you, Brett. When you get on stage... You know, you got the WAP thing going right from the balls. <laughs> well, uh, well know, the I thing is, and Steve can attest to this, is that when you're outside, like, I really don't have an accent, but it sounds like that. But when you get to, like, New Jersey or Philly, it's just, you're like, do people really talk this yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when yeah. you hear your voice on a recorder, you're like, Who's yeah, that? who is that guy? Yeah. Who is that guy? Yeah. Rod, let me ask you a question. You talked about uh, the interview with uh, the living legend, Bruno San Martino. Was there ever anything that you said or did to try to generate interest in a match to like sort of promotion. But Call him a wop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got a that, lot of interest in I, me, I'll tell you. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. But where it made the guy go, all right, you're you're gonna pay for that one. Like they oh. like where it sort of crosses that line you, yeah, where it gets what? a little personal and you're like, yeah. now it's on. You know, I almost lost USA Network. Um I beat up Santa Claus. 
and uh, didn't get over it all. Did he know? He bu- Did he know you were going <laughs> <laughs> to? It was buzzing. Was some poor guy making 50 bucks? Wasn't that an improv? Uh, <laughs> what's great is if you want to be a heel, like if you really want to be a heel, oh, baby. beat the shit out of Santa. The whole world will hate you. Except in Philly, where they'll just cheer you. Where they throw snowballs it, But it was Bobby Heenan. Um, was dressed as Santa? Was dressed as Santa Claus. So I didn't, you know, I didn't put it together, and I was in Studio B and whatever. He was in Studio A with Gorilla Monsoon. And so, like, he's saying he's being Santa Claus, but he's not in Santa Claus. And so I got hot, and I went over, and I beat up Santa Claus. But the little kids, they didn't understand that he wasn't Santa Claus. So, God. you know, you're fired. Yeah, I know, Vince. It'd been great you if know. you came in dressed as the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> you're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Piper. <laughs> hey, uh, Bobby Heenan, wow. He was quick. You know, he, he says, uh, uh, I asked Piper, he says, what, what do you say after a sentence? Piper said, parole. You know, like I was always partial to the heels, even though I was a Hulkamaniac. Were you a Hulkamaniac? Well, you had to be almost. You were a kid. Yeah, yeah, like sure. you, you know, you, had, I was. you were rooting for He's good. He's on the Wheaties. But when I was my favorite, well, other than Dusty Rhodes, He's great. I loved Ric Flair. He's you great. and uh, uh, and I loved. Uh, you gonna laugh? Say it. Huh? Who? Go for it. Say it. Who? Don Who? Morocco. I thought he was. Oh, cool. he was great. You know how much I? Did you know how much I rode with Morocco? Oh, dude, I love Don Morocco, man. He's he, one of the most underrated. Doesn't get enough. Way ahead of his yeah, time. Dude. He was unbelievable. Tough boy. How from strong Hawaii. was that, dude? He Holy looked like he was cow! A beast. Yeah, those traps. Oh <laughs> exactly. man. We did a lot in New- that whole Joe's in Newark could talk, baby Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Rose walking George, walking up and down the hallway. Buddy Rose coming in, knocking on your door. No, I just need the screen from your sink. There wasn't a fucking screen in the hour, Johnson. I don't know what he wanted it for. <laughs> you I, know, uh, flies. Yeah. Like guys like um, they were always re- like Iron Mike Sharp, mm-hmm. where like he would yeah. come in and you don't because there were certain guys you see you're like he's gonna lose, right? But Iron Mike Sharp was one of those guys that, like... Hard to beat. Yeah, but, like, yeah, he would. He didn't... It wasn't like he was a superstar, but he wasn't a, a jabroni. He was just... He was just jabroni? Sadly, Where did you get this language oh, from, come on, man. man. You know, I grew up in wrestling. <laughs> my my grandfather was involved with the Dennis James uh, matches back in uh, the, like the, the New Jersey area. Back what in was his name? Well, they used to call him Smokey Joe at the time. This is before Frazier. And uh, he, would, he would be at ringside. They'd call him Smokey Joe because he used to smoke cigars. And I was just explaining to my friend out there that my grandfather owned a construction business, his own with his partner, mm-hmm. and he he had a fall. He's Italian, was he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. No, 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 yeah, it's a German in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he had a fall um, before that happened. He had a fall off a scaffold, and, like, you know, he, he has, it, it always stayed with him. Like, he, he was yeah. bad. Like, he was in a body cast for, like, a year. It was oh, horrible. Oh, God. But prior to that, he used to sit at ringside, and I and I wish I could remember the Italian guy's name. There was a champion, and he would be there, and they'd be like, and there's Smokey Joe at ringside, and he'd have the the cigar. And then whenever the Italian guy would lose, he would help him out. So for years, he was involved in that. It was his passion. It wasn't Argentina Rocco, was it? I, d- yeah. I don't remember. It was, and it was Dominic Danucci. He was pretty well known in that area in like the forties. In the forties. Okay. So then, after the accident, he could never do it anymore. And we would, grow, when we were kids, it, we would watch Georgia Championship Wrestling, which I loved because because so they fun. had to move Oof. to Florida, and Oof. it was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Whew. And uh, oh, do you oh. do do 
do your uh, Dusty Rhodes promo from George. Let me tell you something, Stephen. Still he had a son of a plumber, baby. I've seen it all. I've wanted down with King the Queen, Fat Nally, eating pork and beans, baby. Hot time! Hot time! You know, Mike Sharp, Mike Sharp, God love him, he'd come in the dressing room and he'd be there before everybody. And he'd get that leather strap on his on his oh. arm, and he'd put his towel just right, and he had his bar of soap and his space, and he had his skipping rope, and he'd skip rope, and then he'd go out and have his match, then he'd come back and skip rope, and the main <laughs> event would come on, and he'd be skipping rope, I shit you not, wow. and we'd leave. And he'd be skipping the rope. <laughs> and finally, the janitor, like, hey, Mike. And he'd shower and, you know, very, like, under the fingernails and the hair just right. And then he'd go. And nobody knew where he went. And the next he, day, he, he was skipping roll. He went to parts unknown. <laughs> 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 no, that's I would have found him. That's where he's from. <laughs> so good. Uh, now, yeah. you know what I remember one time, too? There was a dude named the Purple Haze. Holy shit. And then Kevin Sullivan. And Kevin I, Sullivan. I used to change the channel when he wrestled. He scared me. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin dope. Sullivan? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Alligator Sullivan. Alligator Alley. Haze. You know what he talked me into? I, uh, this is, buddy. <laughs> Holy God, I love this you. Is ama- you told me this story. Brett Ernst and Steve Simone. It's pretty cool hanging out with you two. Tell him the story. Is, oh, this, is this the one you were telling about when you... Alligator you, Alley. Yeah, yeah. You, when, oh, <laughs> did geez. you ever hear this? No, 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 no. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, man. Ah. <laughs> Shut your mouth and listen, <laughs> Steve. This is the best night ever. All right, come on. This is so much ah, fun. It feels like a ah, sleepover. Before he gets into it, pizza. What's even more amazing, me and Steve will be up to, after sets to like four in the morning telling wrestling stories and we never even wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> did Roddy oh, tell you the one about the ninjas? <laughs> <laughs> After this, tell the ninja one. Oh, the ninja. And, uh, holy okay. cow. Um, no, the, this alligator story is dope. Uh, um, uh, Kevin Sullivan, uh, Wally Dusik, and Fonz, a referee, a little skinny referee from Florida. Great guy. Had a good arm on him for pitching. Can I, can I before you get sure, into this, I want to sure. set up Alligator Alley, because a lot of people oh, don't know. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, in Florida, I will See, that's now, why you guys are great what uh, you do. In right? Florida, it was an I-75. <laughs> now you can, but back then, it was a two-lane highway for Boy, about an it? hour. <laughs> there was no exits, no None. lights, no nothing. And, and there used to be a saying back then that you have to fill up before you get on, because if you if you break down, you're probably going to have to wait till the morning till somebody comes by, because you couldn't see anything. Nothing. I mean, it's no dark. No lights. Two nothing. lanes, one going one way, one going the other way. Swamp. And it's swamp everywhere. That's why they called it Alligator Alley. It still has that swamp. name, but now it's a major freeway. Oh, really? Yeah, well, it's 75. They still call it Alligator Alley, but now it's, it's 75, goes by Big Cypress, all that. One lane going one way. And pitch one black. Lane. Pitch Bitch. So go ahead, tell them so what you did, you fucking maniac. <laughs> so we're going down Alligator Alley, and I, and Kevin Sullivan's talking, and and I wanted alligator boots because, like at the time, the world <laughs> world champions always carried a Halliburton, wore a Rolex, and had alligator boots. That was just the way the it three was. Three status. Well, you, you were always you were always okay. custom made from head to toe. Yeah, <laughs> you're great. Man. So, like, I'm talking about alligator boots because we're on Alligator Alley. And as we're going, sure as shit, there's an alligator. I just stopped the car. Wally Dusik out of 38. We stopped the car. But the problem is we're on this highway. And the uh-huh. out, there's, I got to kind of make it up, but there's maybe 15 to 20 feet of, like, deep swamp water. And this alligator's on the other side on a hump. And so Wally gives me the 38. 
and I and I I bear down in this, in this alligator and pop, and I got it under the like the left front alligator foot, whatever they call paw, uh-huh. and boom, and I hit him, and he went in the water. He's dead, but he's on the other side. Now he's just in the water, dead. Can see his little eyes, and but he ain't moving, dead. Uh-huh. Why well, I say Alfonso, Alfonso for like. Ten minutes. He's got rocks and crumb. He's pegging that alligator right in the head. Dead. Okay. I want to go get me my alligator. But there's all kinds. Like, I don't like snakes much. And all the kinds of stuff that are in swamps. And so, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan, asshole. He says, you know, in Florida, Rod, or in my, rather Hawaii, he says, what they do is they get in the water, and one guy beats the water. And it keeps the sharks away. So I'll get in and beat the water, and you go over and get the alligator. What are you going to do with the alligator when you get it, though? He wants make to make boots. boots. You're going to take this the alligator you just shot and put it in the car? See, yeah, just, just yeah. pay attention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the whole story is about getting boots, and you're worried about why he's going to... You know what? That's, you know, it's, it reminds me of Tommy Boy with the deer. Just when they put the deer in the backseat. <laughs> you're close. I love it. Oh, he's good. So, Alfonso Strawn. No, no, it's a valid question. Sorry ever. Valid question, valid question. You know, uh, valid. So, all right. So I strip down, and uh, Kevin Sullivan strips down, and he gets in the in the water up to his like his knees, and he's banging the water, and Alfonso's throwing rocks, and I get my clothes on, and you only got one set of clothes, so you gotta keep them dry, and. Going across to get that alligator, and he started booming. I go in to get that alligator, and that alligator went whoa under the water, Holy and no shit. shit. And we all we all boomed up, and like there's no room, and we're all up by the car because the alligator's coming. And to our right, to our right hand side, we heard as <laughs> unbelievable like whoosh, rustle. Somehow we figured the alligator got around behind us, and we there's four big tough wrestlers and tidy whities jumping on the fucking car, and it was a fucking armadillo. Pardon my language. And anyway, you know, I finally got boots, you know, but it just wasn't that alligator. That alligator was playing possum. He finally decided know. to go to the store and buy it. <laughs> no shit, I did in Portland, Oregon. Steve, Holy what, cow, what were you gonna man. do with the alligator? He was gonna fuck it, Steve. That's what he was gonna do. They're, they're gonna fuck. Fuck the alligator. Oh, That's the- <laughs> if you're riding with Kevin Sullivan, the alligator ain't a bad alternative, I'll buy you. Yeah, he's on the hey, witchcraft. I, I've been on the road a long time. <laughs> I, I fucked worse. <laughs> Holy cow, man. And younger. Uh, or older. Baby Jesus. I'm, uh, yeah. Um, Kevin Sullivan would go out of his way to go into... Ethnic bars that weren't of his ethnic ethnics, and budge in there. He did. Let's second. use Italian because it's safe, and we got two guineas here. So he go in an Italian <laughs> bar. Yeah, we're a bunch of wops, you know. And, and he's Irish. And he pushes way into with these guys. Now Kevin Sullivan has a record too, but yeah, Bing Cros- White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Um, squats. I don't certain amount of squats with four hundred and five pounds. I can't remember what it is. Um, but he goes out of his way to go to a bar and push his way in because he's he's not that tall. 
Well, he's a tough boy. Can, can I? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead. No, no. I want to ask you a question because it's always boggled my mind. I never asked you this. The, uh, the, okay. What was in the green powder that Kabuki would say? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it chalk? What was it? Was it chalk? What was yeah, it? Gary Hart. Gary Hart was in his mouth. No, Gary Hart was his manager, and the great Kabuki. Um, <laughs> it, it was like because uh, I got sprayed. It was like um, Jello. But but it was green with um, I say food dye. I, you know it's a, it's from Japan and food dye. And by the time he got it in his mouth, because he had it in his mouth from <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what we do is we come and slap him on the back as he's coming to the ring because he, he had to hold this shit in his mouth. <laughs> you know? hey. And you'll see the you'll see everyone if you go back. Yeah, the referees that were cool when they're checking them out would like poke them in the sternum, uh, the, the solar plexus, pardon. And because uh, <laughs> like if you swallowed some green shit, you got to see them puke, and it was really ah. cool. Uh, and so it was like a Jello that they got from Japan, and they put this green sting stuff in it. And when that stuff hit you, it it was it sucked because the wrestling fans that messed around, he would he would. Boom. I don't know how to say See, that. And he would, uh, and he'd get him with the kabuki stuff. He was really good. Yeah, he, he was, was great. Really, I love he the was kabuki. really good. Yeah, was Gary Hart, <laughs> you know, he he should have been sitting next to the alligator. Uh, <laughs> Gary Hart is a whole different piece of business. But uh, we're going to a break, and we're coming back with Brett Ernst uh, with questions. Steve Simone talking about hanging around with a couple cool guys, man. Pretty cool. So much. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toad Heads? It's Frank Kramer, Heidi Hamilton. Hey, everybody. From the Heidi and Frank Show. Reminding you that if you have satellite radio, you can check us out every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Extreme Talk Channel 165. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern? Uh, on the East Coast, yeah, on Extreme Talk XM 165. And if you don't have satellite radio, well, you're on the Toad Hop Network, so why not check out the Heidi and Frank Show? The backbone of the whole thing. 10 a.m. to noon every single week. The premium package. But you can listen for free every day, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check us out, HeidiandFrank.com.
Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. <laughs> Catch me up, man. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I know. Everything's live. It's always live. You can't make no fucking mistakes that way. Here we got a whole bunch of Twitter questions. You guys, you know, you got to understand something too, Brett Ernston. Steve Simone, like, when I used to wrestle at the Olympic Auditorium, there was a guy that would do his Elvis imitation to the, for the police, the cops, uh, to get in free to the Olympic Auditorium. And then after the event was over, he had a van, and he'd take me in the van, and he'd ask me questions and questions and questions. And then he'd take me down to the Hollywood Improv, uh, and he would do what I did in the Olympic Auditorium at the Hollywood Improv, and Bud Friedman was there. And at the time he was working on, he brought me down, he was working on the new Dick Van Dyke show. And he brought me down to Dick Van Dyke, and Dick says, so this is a boy genius you've been talking about. And uh, his name was Andy Kaufman. No way. Yeah, and so when I'm down at the, the Improv, there's a guy who comes out on stage, and, and he's doing his set that that you knew I could be hip now. He's doing his set, you know, like, because I think I'm fucking cool because I've been a day at the comedy store with <laughs> geniuses here. It's just true, and I mean that. Uh, and the guy, after he did his set, come and sit down with, I think it was my wife, maybe, and I. 
Yeah. Um, so it must be like we've been married 30 years, October the 12th. So sometime. Congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm old and 45, you know. And, and his name was Robin Williams. No uh, yeah. And said, uh, and now. To uh, be in the room with you guys. That was a shot, Hot Rod. That was a shot. Let me tell you something, Rod. <laughs> no, you know it's weird. I have a similar, I have a similar story. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah. This guy used yeah. to do an Elvis impression. <laughs> Seriously, when I was a kid, got, oh, me, got me in his van. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and made me touch him inappropriately. <laughs> so Roddy Roddy Piper, uh, wrestling figure. No, I meant that. And he gave me candy. And that's why I got into comedy. I meant that in the most sincere way. No, man. no, I, well, it's better if you didn't. Uh, fuck. Oh, darn. Um, got a lot of Twitter questions asking. Where, Brett, where can they find you? Where, where are you going to play? First of all, I want to know, where how, Where did you just come from? Because you're kind enough to come here. Where have you just been? Uh, where have you been to? I was in, uh, where was I? Uh, oh, Toledo. Together. I was in Toledo. Toledo, Toledo Ohio. They're good and people. I'm in uh, Philadelphia next weekend. Yeah. You're in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. my boy. Go get some it. Tony Luke's. Tony Luke's is strong. The best. But I, the I, still got my loyal, I still got my loyalty to Geno's because, you know, he put Gino's me up there. Sandwich. He put me on the wall. You're on the wall of fame I'm, of Geno's? Yeah, I'm on the wall of fame of Geno's. Dude, my favorite. They have a sticker at Geno's. I love it. And what's Geno's? It's a cheesesteak place. In Philly. like 9th and Wharton. It's like a block south of the Italian market. It's right across the street from Yeah, it's great. They call me a whoop. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bumper sticker there. It says, if you can read this, thank a teacher. If you can read this in English, thank a Marine. And I was like, that's the coolest bumper sticker ever. Yeah, it's very and cool. then he has another one. If It says, if you, if you don't, we, they won't serve you if you don't speak English. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, they said, if you're not this speaking. Is Philly? Yeah, and they don't care. They don't budge on it. Well, what they, it. What it, uh-huh. they, they serve you, <laughs> they, but they, they don't let you hold up the line. They just give you the basic sandwich. Uh, oh, that's what it is. Philadelphia is a yeah. great town. You know, I'm, I gotta look at the dates. I think I'm. Uh, yeah, Are you next at week. No, yeah, I'm at Helium's. It's a great on club. Twentieth and the twenty fifth through the twenty eighth, and then I'm in Kansas City, uh, uh, August ninth uh, through the twelfth. Kansas good... City. Have you been there before? Yeah, I love it. We, really, we used to call it the Moscow of America. Why? Harley Race. Oh, uh, Bob Geigel. Let's do the wrestling polka. They, why, that's where they were from. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. I used to stay in a. Old wooden hotel. Well, well, of course, made of wood. But they uh, got good barbecue, though. I'll give got them good that. barbecue. Yeah, strong, great barbecue. Great people in the too, winter man. time. Uh, baby Jesus. Uh, next door was like a little cafeteria. There was a lot of there was a lot of Italian people. Matter of fact, well, uh, we, we kind of uh, made our way you everywhere. Know, yeah, in Kansas City, there was a big contingency. Yeah. there in Kansas City, you're going to be there when? I'm, oh, in Kansas City, uh, August. Uh, I get the. Uh, thank you for pulling that up. Because I'm an idiot. My, uh, my Ed, August, Justin Edbrook, my producer. August ninth through the twelfth, and then I'm back. In, I'm back in 12th. Ohio um, at the Funny Bone. And I'm at the Improv at the, in Kansas City. Then I'm at the Funny Bone in Dayton, Ohio, uh, August sixteenth through the nineteenth. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I'm in so, Vegas, uh, baby. Yeah. I'm in Vegas at it the all Paris. Runs together after a while, it does, doesn't it? Man. Oh, you know that. Yeah, man. it does run together. You know but that, those man. are all great 
places to play. Yeah, to Paris, I'm at the 23rd Kansas through like City, the 25th. Uh, yeah, dude, I, Toledo, I, let, let me, I Kansas City. What I was the other one? I love traveling. Oh, uh, you like traveling? I love it. I mean, you know You're what I love? You're a sick fuck. You dude, are. this is a great, this is a great, oh, well, I mean, I, I, I travel, I don't get my head beat in. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? So there's a that difference. That was a shot. That, no, that no, was no, a no, shot, Hot Rod. No, I'm saying this is that. was a shot. That's your job. I don't want to turn on me, right? No, your job, your job is a lot more physically demanding than ours, man. Yours takes a special treat. Well, dude, I mean, like, I love, I love traveling. I love, I love seeing America. I mean, dude, there's so many great cities. So true. I mean, if you were to, like, people. What's your favorite? What is your favorite? I love favorite club. No, just no. Let me rephrase it. What's your favorite? What's the favorite town that you love to go to? Like, one of mine is Boston. Boston. I love wrestling, wrestling. Well, everything. Believe it or not, every everything has something to offer. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, Chicago in the summer. Chicago great in the food. summer is great. Yeah. Uh, Nashville's dope. You like Nashville? Yeah, yeah, love a lot it. of dope there. That was my 1990s <laughs> leather jest terminology. Come leather, leather vest. That was dope. Yeah. Honey dips are fly. Have you been to Toledo? <laughs> Have you been to Toledo before? Yeah, I've been to Toledo. Uh, you've been to Toledo before. Yeah, You're going back, huh? I've been. Well, I was just in Toledo. I'm going to Dayton. Dude, that club's got okay. great food. Oh, that um, guy dude, Mike runs it or whatever. Yeah, great the, food. The ribs are unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I'm such a Fat guy, I think of everything in terms of. Well, food. I, I do too, man. I mean, because I, I don't party. I've never partied. I don't drink. Um, when I you go, don't drink at all. No, no. Good for I you. mean, I have a, I have beer every now and then, but like, I, you know, I, like in other words, when I go to a different city, the first thing I do is where can I get the best steak? Where can I get the best ribs? So Kansas City, you're going to Kansas City, right? Coming yeah. Up. So when you go to Kansas City, what kind of food do you think of? Barbecue. Hands down. When you go to Toledo, what kind of food do you think of? Barbecue. <laughs> when you go to Philadelphia, what kind of food do you think Barbecue. of? Barbecue. No, I... Uh, <laughs> no, like, like, look... Kevin Sullivan would love you! <laughs> no, uh, 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 Philly... I mean, of course, once you hit the Northeastern region, then it's all Italian. Best Italian restaurants. Like, the best pizza in Brooklyn's awesome. Uh, uh, you know, we love the cheesesteaks, which isn't really Italian, but it's, you know... Yeah. The food... Yeah. It, so you just go there to eat I and love perform. Eating, man. I love eating. We've been yeah, on the road. When we sure. travel together, you know, we we never go. Steve, this is the thing about going on the road with Steve, and we travel a lot. I don't know. Is like certain guys <laughs> you go on the road with, you know, you chase skirt. Certain guys you go on the road with, they like to drink and party. When you go on the road with Steve Simone, you build forts with sheets, <laughs> and you're in your in the condo, and you tell ghost stories, and you scare Steve Simone. Holy cow! Holy cow! I have never, farts. I have never in my life. Oh met a guy that is it's like hanging out with your best friend in middle school <laughs> it really is man he's it's, beautiful that's a great compliment he's no it beautiful. is it's the best time man like we'll yeah. go to the movies we'll, we'll go uh, yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah did I ever once I was in on the road with you and it was your birthday and I knew uh, it was your birthday and I go I came, I came up with an excuse <laughs> to get out of the hotel room I'm like Rod, uh, I think I left something downstairs, and I ran across the parking lot, and I got ice cream sundaes. Yeah. <laughs> and I knocked on his door, and I'm like, yeah, happy man. birthday. Oh, I was so And cool. that was the best. And, and the reality is, he He's does great. that every time. But just, <laughs> he just wants to eat. He's a little eat. fat kid. He wants ice cream sundaes. He, he doesn't like to smoke alone, right? <laughs> he, likes to, he likes to tell the waitress it's his birthday, so he gets the free piece of cake. Everybody, everybody sings to him. He's happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. He feels happy important. Happy <laughs> This is the place where they put the sparklers right, what's, on the what's in your... <laughs> Pretend it's oh. my birthday. Oh, that's surprise. Our best memory, we drove about two and a half hours one time uh. listening to easy listening music. 
Because that's another thing uh, we have in common. We love uh, the Carpenters. All right. The Carpenters? Oh, what do you call it? The 70s divorce music. Yeah, oh, that's the funniest oh. term. The 70s divorce music. What's like, your favorite Carpenter movie? Uh, a song? So. Oh, Superstar's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Long ago and oh, so, so far. Uh, holy cow. All right, we've got a good call line number one. Uh, line number one? We can Don't talk. You, you can talk, man. What do you Don't just be on Mickey. We need to name him. What's a good oh, name for two him? Two syllables. Uh, sounds two. like <laughs> line one. Line one. <laughs> line two. That's because I looked. There was no light, you know. And sometimes the light doesn't come on for me. Line two. Line two. Hello, line two. Hello. Somebody uh, there? Hello. Hey, Jam. How you doing? Dan. Hello. Yeah. Dan's not here. Oh no. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing good. How you doing? Uh, I'm, uh, you, know, you know, I just hung around with a wife today, you know. Uh, you're in Ohio, huh? I'm about 20 minutes south of the Funny Bone, where he'll be. I love it. Come so, on through. Toledo. So, you're going to go see Brett? No, Dayton. Oh, I was just in Toledo. Oh, you were just I'm in gonna Toledo. You're going to be in Dayton. Yep, I'm just south of Dayton. Oh. <laughs> well, we don't want the kid driving to Toledo. <laughs> Not saying he's going to go. Very cool. Very cool. What's going on, Dan? Well, first off, I absolutely, from a fan standpoint, have to give you absolutely much respect. Unreal that I'm talking to you right now. That's very nice. It is. It's amazing. We, we, as a guy, any guy that's from like twenty to (laughs) forty to talk to Piper's, it's. Uh, I'm not just. He had a GI Joe doll. Like, not only did he have the action figure, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yes. Like, not only was there the pro wrestling action figure, but you were were the official member of the Cobra Command. I'm I'm, uh, the head of the Grenadiers. There's three (laughs) so strong. Three human. Stick with us, Dan. There's three human beings that have been. G.I. Joe's. I can name Sergeant can, Slaughter. Yes. Was number one. Okay. Steve. Uh, I only knew uh, two. Uh, Uncle Bob and uh, Uncle Bob. Yeah. And number three, Brett. You. No. No. Uh, me. Right. Sar- Uncle Bob, Sergeant Slaughter, and who's the third guy? Do you know there's one other human being? Wasn't it Sylvester Stallone? No. No. Not even. Cold. Cold. Sports. Oh, oh. Refrigerator Patty. That's it. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. I remember. Yeah, Dan, did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. one time I was in uh, South Carolina doing a morning drive time show, and some college football player said, you know, he called me up and gave me trouble. I said, come on down, I haven't had breakfast yet. And uh, it was Refrigerator Perry <laughs> when he was in college, whatever college that was. Greatest A-team ever was when Hulk Hogan and Refrigerator Perry. Were you on that A-team when the, they went to the pro wrestling matches and Refrigerator Perry got involved? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, Dan, I'm a very were you on that person? No, yeah. but, in, but in real life, Steve, he actually he actually saved a uh, <laughs> he actually saved a, a kids like there was a kids uh, a, a kids center that was about to close down, and Piper pulled up and just saved everybody. Dan, help, help! What's going on? I have a quick question. Go. I am a huge heel fan, I guess you could say. Yeah. I'm not a whole about the wrestling match itself. I love the on-the-mic stuff. Uh, and back in the day, you were absolutely number one on the mic. Have I slipped? And I guess my question <laughs> is, <laughs> Go ahead. Is, is there anybody you feel today that carries the microphone as well as you did 
And if so, who it is, and would you have liked to, or who today Feel like a deposition. would you have liked to work with back then? Keep your mouth Thank shut. You. Don't answer anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, yes, no, I don't recall. Great question. Uh, what the hell was the question? Is there anybody, anybody today that you feel is is of the same caliber of of, of you it. on the mic, or even guys of your generation? Cool. And then the follow up question was: anybody today that you wish you would have had a chance to work with? Holy cow! Great um, question. Yeah, I got my favorite. Really good question. Well, I think like from my era, <clears throat> I think that Dusty Rose is hard to beat. He was great. Superstar Billy Graham. Those guys, like they who. But who you know, today would you put in that in that category? You see, you know what's what makes it hard is stuff's written for them. Mm. But so, um, well, you guys couldn't afford writers back then, right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. The, the rest no, of the, there was they're they're not the not yeah. writers. Like, I wrestled a bear for twenty five bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on tips. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it, it was. It's kind of not fair because, uh, like what we're doing right now, what I love about it, Rod Pod, there's there's no rules. Mm-hmm. There's no FCC. There's no nothing. It's like Pi- how Piper's Pit got started. And like, you know, I'm put Frankie Williams on there. I'm a, from a Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love you. Um, so, but I guess you know, CM Punk is doing a pretty good job um, because he's gone against the establishment, and that's well, you know. One of my what about things. what about? I mean, I'm just gonna no, throw no, him go. Out there. Yeah, because he's my favorite. I, I love The Rock. I think The Rock. The Rock there you go. The Rock. He, yeah. The Rock's unbelievable, man. He, he really is, job, man. Great. I mean, the guy just exudes. He he's one of those guys. He's like, a, if he were a superhero, he'd be like Deadpool. You know what I mean? We're like, he's not a he's not a he's not a heel, but he's not a hero, and he's just in the middle. Where, uh, uh, yeah. you know, and, and his, I mean, the guy just, he's one of my top five. Also. Uh, one of you you know, I, he's just cool. I really it doesn't know. matter. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> Slow your roll, and jabroni. I don't really know him. I'm going to see him on Monday. The Rock. Yeah, he's going to be, you know, it's the thousandth episode of Raw wow. Monday. Rod, I'm not um, putting any pressure on you, but yeah. if you could get me any autographs. So, Rod, uh, <laughs> Raw tickets. So, um, me and Steve, um, front row raw, raw tickets. <laughs> I should get you guys front row Raw tickets. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> it is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> It always works. By the way, if you're you're not watching, if you're listening, just look for the fat kid in the blue shirt eating an ice cream sundae on Monday. Yeah, he'll be in Toledo, Ohio. 30,000 of me. (laughs) You won't be able to. Where's what fat guy eating ice cream? They're all all Uh, eating ice cream. It's, uh, uh, yeah, The Rock, you know. um, (laughs) Way too much fun. It's so cool. Man. You know, uh, Steve, so though, cool. like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're doing a lot of, people don't know how far we go back, but we're doing a lot of inside jokes. But you are, man, one of the funniest dudes I've ever met. Uh, Isn't he great? No, but what, what makes me laugh, please, just briefly, tell people what you did to impress a girl when you were a kid. <laughs> uh, you mean the time I dressed up like a ninja or the time I dressed up as Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> He was telling me a story, all right? I love it. When it was a girl that he wanted to impress. Uh, so he's like, you know what? 
This will impress her. Well, I I'll knew I had to be like, dangerous. <laughs> and I was like, what's more dangerous than a ninja? He dressed up like a ninja to impress a girl. <laughs> wait, no, wait. The only story better than that, Hot Rod, please. Tell oh, your ninja story. Shit, man. Uh, okay, let me set this up. Roddy is uh, <sighs> like that's why I love this podcast. Like even <sighs> after we go off the air, we're still going to be hanging out and talking like this yeah, until, exactly. until like five in the morning. <laughs> in the, morning. the sun's going to come up straight, like the end dude, of the world. No <laughs> <laughs> but one time we were just hanging out talking, and you're like, "Wow, it was like the time I got I made the movie yeah. with the ninjas." And I was like, "Wait, nin- okay, let me start with that. Are ninjas <laughs> real?" Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I uh, oh god, I was like, they are this real, is amazing. Dude. Yeah, all right, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's so much better. Uh, right. there's this guy named Sonny Chiba. Yeah, Sonny Chiba. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Remember True um, Romance, Sonny Chiba Film Festival. Festival. Yeah, dude, well, Sonny Chiba was back in the day. That's yep. uh, go ahead. So, oh, so it's like it was real, maybe real South Mexico because at Guadalajara there was a rebels at nighttime would try to take over the village and you could see them bombing them and we were just a little north of that I don't know like I gotta make it up 30 clicks maybe and Sonny Chiba had his ninjas over like um, and there was like eight of them (laughs) and these guys no serious and that like Sonny Chiba's really good with a sword okay like no shit Uh, this guy's good with a sword and the ninjas, they're doing a fight scene. I would, so it was a movie I was doing. And geez. So you're filming a movie in, yeah. in southern Mexico. Okay. Guadalajara. With Sonny Chiba rebels. and ninjas. Martial arts legend Sonny Chiba and, and honest to goodness, real life yeah, ninjas. Yeah, real, real, real ninjas. Oh, oh shit. So cool. I you sound like me in fifth grade when I was long. You know what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I was I with ninjas. And then Bigfoot was there. Well, I don't mean. Yeah. That's a di- by the way, that's the difference. Is all shit. his stories are real. Oh, yeah, I know. man. Um, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it wouldn't be hard to find Sonny Chiba. I only did one with him. And so, like, they, they had a scene on the set with swords, all these ninjas, and they were coming a quarter of an inch. And so, anyway, so <laughs> I was there with a guy named Craig Malley, who was my assistant at the time. You know, I go through a lot of assistants. And I had a rowing machine. You know in the gym, those machines that, that you sit on and they you yeah. row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was big time into that. Uh, and I actually brought one with me. And it was by the pool. And uh, it was like noon. And I was rowing on the, uh, on the machine. And all of a sudden, Sonny Chiba comes out. Um, and... Uh, then, uh, you know, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get to these callers if I'm going to tell this story. So I love you. All the lines are, you know, they're doing what they're doing. And I love you. But, you know, call back. Uh, and, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll put you all in the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but there, uh, thanks for calling. And, uh, you know, just so you know, you called 888-520-4374. And uh, so I'm rowing. And uh, Sonny Chiba comes up and sits down. Oh. <sighs> Then a ninja comes out. Now, this is noon mm-hmm. by the pool in, like, just a little north of Guatemala, and I'm still rowing. Now, they're just sitting there watching me roll. And I'm rowing, and then another ninja comes. I, I shit you not. And now it's kind of like United States against Japan, even though I'm from Canada. And so I'm rowing. Fuck you. Yeah, U-S-A. and I'm rowing. they want to see if you were going to quit? Yes. Okay. And fuck you, too. <laughs> I didn't quit. I rode until they all got so fucking tired of it, they left. And I went up in my room, and I baked. And I was so tired. But one of the ninjas, uh, he was really cool. This is a strange 
thing. By the way, d- and he also knows snake eyes. Sisters. <laughs> Another ninja yeah, that Piper knows. <laughs> no, but like this guy was like a real ninja, but he didn't speak. They didn't speak any English at all. Mm-hmm. And this one, I, you know, when you got a chemistry with with a person, like I could just tell he was a good person. And <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Um, you know, he wants to smoke a joint, and uh, you know, you got high with a ninja. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, yeah. And so we're in a hotel, but like I gotta, I gotta cover him till we're finished, or just a break. <laughs> what was the good? What's a silent Mackney? I wrestled a guy named Silent Mackney. He couldn't speak. He couldn't. He couldn't talk. And what would what they do? They had him when he had to go to the bathroom. He'd write a note. So he's in the back seat of a car, and he writes a note to the driver, Leo Burke. I got to go to the bathroom. Leo would take the note and just throw it out the window. <laughs> uh. And anyway, so back to the ninjas. And uh, so the ninja, but like he's a ninja. Mm-hmm. And I like loose face in Japan. Do they like, have a code of honor like the samurai? Oh man, no, like real serious. Okay, no, no bullshit. Uh, like they 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 charge at a tree. One of the things they did is just run dead dead hard at a tree. Boom boom, run right up the tree, backflip back down. Oh, just boom, cool. just for kicks, just for kicks. So I get them in my <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> no pun in, just for kicks. Thank you. And so I, these I got I sneak them in my room. And, you know, I got a joint, and uh, we're smoking a joint, you know, and me and the ninja. And I, I, I swear to God, I'm, I'm not bullshitting at all. As we're smoking this joint, we start talking to each other. And I don't know what the time is. I'm going to make it up like about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. We understood every word until he finally said, why do we understand each other? And then we couldn't understand each other. That's crazy. I shit you not. It must have been and some I, good fucking nah, weed. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, not that we were doing, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I, and I just, gas. What, 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 uh, what, 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 what did ninjas so, eat when they get the munchies? Do they, go to, do they go to Taco Bell? Okay, well, let me just finish the part I never told. They'll go to Taco Bell. They go, the part I never told. And it was my birthday. And this ninja and Craig Malley wanted to take me out. And I was so burnt out. Um, uh, I was so burnt out, I said no. And two local gals, I gotta make this faster. Two local gals took them, uh, and said it was nighttime and the bar closed down. So they said, we'll go get beer. I'm in a town, it's not as fucking big as this room. Mm-hmm. They drove around for an hour. These two chicks drove these guys around for an hour till they passed out. They ended up driving them to their village. I'm in a hotel room. Now, in the village, they go to take off <laughs> Mally's watch, Craig Mally's watch. And he wakes up and he goes and he grabs her. Well, they're in their village. Oh, no. They scream. All the little villagers come out with rakes and shove, and they beat the shit out of Mally. The ninja scoots and they he go. He disappears. To, yes, Just and they go. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I shoot you. Know, and they try to hang one minute. Oh shit! You got a Brett Ernst, American comic, uh, uh, real important shit, Rod Pod. So now. Uh, they try to hang Craig, Craig Malley, the, the villagers. Okay, I'm not shitting you. And the ninja's gone, and the police come, and uh, the police come, and um, 
Uh, bottom line is, uh, I'll have to tell you next week because Melly's <laughs> in the fucking hospital. He's got an IV, and Brett Ernst, as American comic, a great D uh, CDs. Got Wait, out. I would rather. A I great would rather. Guy. I, know I know. I know you're promoting. I, I don't need it. No, right I know. Now. I want to hear what the fuck happened to the bitches. Hey, listen, my okay. CD sucks. The CD is great. Brett Ernst is here, and we'll be back next week. So, Nate, okay. Rock Rock the ninjas Twitter. are trying to hang Craig Melly. Now somehow they got all Melly's clothes off except for his boxer shorts and his cowboy boots. I don't know how the fuck they did that. Died so they're trying to off. hang him. Here comes the Mexican Guadalajara's policeman. And I gotta tell you the rest next week on oh, Rod Pod. So cool. Love you with all my heart, Brett Ernst. Hey, I love you, thank Steve. You. Really quick, thank you, Rod. Fuck, thank book. You, fuck Forrest Roddy, Gump. Roddy we know Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my thanks. book, RoddyRoddyPiper.com. Rod Pod, Brett Ernst, Steve Simone, Justin Edbrook, my producer, Gil Breton, taking care of business. We need Silent Mackney. I love you with all my heart, man. We'll see you next Buy week. Buy my CD. Yeah, Brett Ernst. <laughs>